Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make the Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community. This is our time to shine, and this is The Valley Now. GCU is essentially a household name at this point, and you have heard of it. I can almost guarantee you've heard of it, but there's a ton of intricacies that I'm learning about the organization, the ways that they're, they're challenging the status quo, and the fact that they are indeed a nonprofit organization. So it's just booming. And so here to talk to us more about the growth is Noah Wolf, GCU's Director of Development. Good morning. Good morning, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is your eighth year with GCU, and I'm sure you've just seen tons of changes. Tell me just in general about the growth, even over the last decade. Yeah, absolutely. Well, GCU is for sure on this rocket ship ride of growth right alongside the state of Arizona. What a fun time to be an Arizonan, uh, to be here in the Valley, and to be at GCU. The first thing I always say is if you haven't had a chance to get out to campus, please uh, come come visit us. We'd love to give you a tour, take you through anything we're going to talk about today. Um, the past 10 years for us, though, have been a, an extreme surge of growth. So in 2010, we had less than 1,000 students on the campus. And last week, we welcomed 28,000 on-ground students to the campus. We've got over 90,000 students online and well over 300,000 graduates nationwide. Um, so the university is humming along and that brings with it a, a new set of challenges, but also a lot of exciting opportunities. We've got over 315 degree programs, 21 division one athletic programs, uh, and the online and on-ground model has allowed us to do all of this uh, while maintaining an incredibly affordable price point. We haven't rose tuition in over 14 years. The average student pays 8,000 dollars in tuition to go to the university. And what that's done, why it's so important to us, is it's allowed us to be able to make education accessible for all socioeconomic classes of Americans. We really believe and are on a mission here uh, to, to ensure education is a foundational part of the freedom and the blessings we get to experience in this country. And so that affordability has allowed 35% of our students to be first-generation college students, over 45% of our students to be students of color representing different minority groups. So it's a very exciting time to be at the university, and, and, and we couldn't be happier with some of the stuff that we're seeing. That's awesome. And as you're talking about this affordability piece, I think that's something, can you, I don't know, dive deeper into just that those college is becoming so out of reach for so many folks. Do you guys kind of have a seat at the table to say, like, here's what we're doing, and here's, we're challenging this, and like, do you have a role in I guess, encouraging other universities to do the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a very, it's very, um, 
interesting and challenging time, I think, in the world of education in general. In this country, there are so many different challenges from K through 12, which we might get to talk about a little bit, and then up into the university level, uh, the different institutions are wrestling with. Um, and, and the price point of, of, of college is definitely one of those one of those things. Um, our encouragement is uh, is you know, to try your best to focus in on um, helping students maintain and, uh, and, and pursue job opportunities well. So uh, with our graduate base, maintaining and promoting into new roles, and then with our undergraduate students, whether they're online or on ground, getting them into a position as quickly as possible. We really believe as an institution that the balance of our service hangs in the context of students getting jobs. That's really why you come to, to a university to get a degree and then go get a career in it. And so we're really focused on that. Uh, and all of the other things that have kind of come up uh, for the university to focus on, uh, we try to minimize the amount of focus that we're putting into those things so we can really try to narrow in on students getting jobs. And what that allowed us to do um, is create programs that students can search through at a very fast pace. Over 50% of our on-ground students are graduating in less than three years. Uh, and that's allowing them to come to campus, get a career, uh, maybe step into further education, but it's also keeping the price point incredibly low. And so there's obviously challenging, you know, uh, uh, components that we have to go through with a model like that. But that's one of the things I think we've tried to do and encouraged other institutions to do as well um, to to ensure that, you know, the price point can stay as affordable as possible. And then, like I mentioned, the, the online model and the ability to deliver that um, strategically has been has been a really, really beneficial thing for us. The other thing that I would add is we have over 900 full time professionals around the country who are going into businesses, um, school districts, military bases, hospitals, and they're having conversations uh, with, with individuals there saying, what does your organization need from an educational standpoint? And so we've built out thousands of partnerships with these organizations with the goal of delivering the educational resources as they specifically need. And that's also been extremely effective because it's allowed us to kind of custom tailor and grow in conjunction with a lot of organizations that are growing at the same time. Um, so you just got to get creative. You know, higher ed is, isn't going back to the way it used to be in a lot of ways. And um, we, we are totally on board with the reality that we've got to stay innovative uh, if, if, if we want to keep maintaining an affordable price point for for everybody involved. Yeah, and that kind of blended model is so smart because we were in Colorado over the summer and there's, you know, billboards for GCU in Colorado that it, it's not just it yes, it's such a staple in the Phoenix community, but it's everywhere. You know, you don't necessarily see an ASU billboard in Colorado or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's one of the things I think for folks in Arizona um, that that's a surprise sometimes, you know, with that 90,000 students online, and we've maintained very high enrollment numbers in that online population for a very long time. Uh, we've got graduates all over the place, Texas, Atlanta, California, Colorado, Florida, are massive, massive hubs for GCU grads. And I think that's creating a really exciting kind of community feel. You know, you can go almost anywhere in the country, get on a plane, go to a restaurant and bump into someone that has some correlation with GCU. I think that's allowed us to keep the mission moving forward. Um, and a lot of those folks are, you know, um, mid-career, 35, 45 single moms uh, uh, or individuals that are trying to, you know, re-industry. And so it's also just exciting to kind of have some camaraderie in that regard and to have online platforms and educational models that speak directly to the lifestyle they have, um, which might be really busy uh, or, or full of their, its own set of challenges. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have to give you props too, because at the same time, you're right. When you go to campus, it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. expanding like crazy. And you still have that traditional college campus feel. I love the buzz and the energy of a college campus. And yeah. GCU absolutely has that in big sports too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we are having so much fun watching these, you know, household name brand institutions come to town and and compete with us. And and you know, we perform at a high level. We we beat Iowa in volleyball a, a couple of days ago uh, last year. We opened in baseball against number two ranked Tennessee. Beat them. Played Ohio State. Played Michigan. Our men's basketball team has been to the NCAA tournament now two of the past three years. So it's very very exciting to have that type of energy um, circling around our athletic programs. If you've never been to a GCU basketball game please reach out we'd love to have you it's a huge kind of a hub for us when it comes to all of the things we talked about today coming together and celebrating that so basketball has obviously been a been a huge part of our of our um university's growth strategy and the other programs have been as well yeah and i still need to get out to a basketball game yeah you're you're right on you're on the top of the list for us so whenever whenever you got a ticket just let me know we'll make sure you get out this year but that's awesome that you guys are, you know, sold out and there's just such a buzz around it. And, um, you know, I would say my husband graduated. He got his master's from GCU and it yeah, that's right. would, have been, would have been a while ago before you were there. Uh, but he is a chatter. He likes to to make small talk with people out and about. And again, we were in a different state and he was making small talk. And there's he found like four other GCU graduates Wow. We're in California. That's amazing. How does this happen? But it's awesome. It's just, that's amazing. It's nationwide. But when we are focusing in on, you know, the organization and, and just the employment opportunities that GCU provides for the West Valley, can you speak to that? Because the West Valley itself is booming like crazy too. Absolutely. You've got companies coming from all over the place. You got people moving in from all over the place, especially neighboring States, Arizona, like I said earlier is on, this incredible growth trajectory, and it's a great time to be here and to be an Arizonan in the state. And we feel like that the university has has the privilege and, and the opportunity to play a major role in, in a lot of that growth. So yes, there are graduates all over the country that you bump into, but a lot of our graduates, especially on-ground students, stay here in the state of Arizona. Um, only about 30 or so percent of our students are from the state of Arizona. They're coming from all over the country, but over 80 percent of our students want to stay in the state of Arizona when they graduate and get a job. And so that's a great opportunity for us to really zone in on the goal of connecting students with fantastic companies who can provide them amazing job opportunities upon graduation. And we're really, really focused on that when it comes to the programming that we deliver and the type of partnerships we build out with companies. We believe that part of our mission is not only just to throw away, you know, uh, a student into the into the job market and say, figure this out for yourself, um, but yeah, it's right. also to come alongside of them, yeah, and help them get a job. And so our programs, our staff, our faculty are all designed around that. Um, the majority of our faculty ha- are, are recent fr- uh, from in industry, and they are, are speaking directly towards what the industry is uh, looking like currently. We pr- provide a lot of guest lecturers and adjunct members who are actually in the industry currently, and they just come and you know teach a course from time to time. And then what we try to do is, in addition to that, provide whatever company is looking to get on campus as much access as they possibly can have. So we take classrooms and lecture hall space. 
we brand it with a specific brand or entity. If you're in a specific industry and are looking to hire students from that specific segment, um, you know, we do that with a company and they put up QR codes and students are trying to get in an internship or a job upon graduation. We do private career events, hiring events, uh, as much as we can to get students jobs. We don't want to be, you know, locking some of those resources behind closed doors uh, and only providing them to certain organizations who, who fit a certain criteria or, or give it a certain price point. Uh, to us, it's, a, it's tremendously important that as many companies want to get on campus, can get on campus, can hire our students. We think our students are fantastic and they do exceptionally well out in the career world. And so we want to get them as, as much opportunity as possible to make that happen. And so if there's uh, companies that are listening that would want to participate in something like that, what are the first steps to really start building that relationship and get in on campus? Yeah, absolutely. Well, step number one, come out. Uh, <laughs> step number two, get to a basketball game. No. Um, uh, come out, Once take a tour. Those, yeah. Yeah, we'll rattle it off. Um, uh, I'm, I'm happy to start those conversations off. GCU tries to be as collaborative as possible. So it's awesome to get folks on campus and within the first or second visit, have them talking to our deans and our staff and our faculty um, and our leadership here. And we can figure something out that's conducive to them. You know, we'd love to take them out to lunch here, um, get to know their story and what their business needs look like, and then come up with a customized package to figure out exactly what they're looking for from a hiring standpoint. My team works in conjunction with a, with a couple of other departments here on campus to, to make that a reality. So any business interested in doing that would love to get an introduction and take it from there. And you have such a great team too. And that restaurant on campus is awesome. What's it's it awesome. It's called Havoc House. So our student section is called the Havocs, um, which if you've never seen them uh, either on, on YouTube or in person is even better. Please uh, just take a couple of seconds out of day to do that. It's a blast. Uh, there's thousands of students that come to a game that camp out before almost every single game. Uh, so we named the restaurant after them. Those students got to pick out a lot of the menu items. So there's some, my go-to is the Cobb salad, just yep. nice and easy. Uh, <laughs> but there's also some crazy stuff on the menu if you're into crazy stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's a great spot. It's in our arena right at the front of campus. So you know, within an hour, we can do a quick tour, grab a lunch. Uh, it's been awesome to, to uh, use that space for a lot of creative things over the course of the past couple of months. Yeah. And talking about just the area that you're in, there is opportunity for a lot of revitalization. Uh, you are kind of in the heart, in the heart of the city. Talk about some of the re revitalization projects that GCU has been involved in and will continue to expand in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there, there is a lot. Um, and, and we really do feel like, you know, uh, we, we have a responsibility to support uh, the state of Arizona, the city of Phoenix, and our local community to the best of our ability. We, we've had a lot of opportunities in the past to, to move the campus elsewhere to different areas. And, you know, I felt like this area, the West Valley, um, right off the I-17, is where we're called to. And, and we want to be the best community partners we possibly can, partnering with organizations to make that a reality. And, and that's looked like a lot of different things over the course of the past few years that have gone exceptionally well. Uh, we have one of the largest Habitat for Humanity partnerships in the world. So we have revitalized over, uh, I think, 750 homes in, in, in the West Valley. And homes in our zip code over the course of the past 10 years are up 900% in value, which is so exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's produced a lot of, obviously, life change for local community members, and it's been awesome to play a role in that. 
Um, there's There are a lot of crime issues that we've had to deal with in this corridor. And so we're also committed to making sure that uh, safety is a top priority for the local community. So we have a multi-million dollar partnership with the uh, Phoenix Police Department. Um, we have watched crime rates in a lot of years drop by 30, 40%, which has been amazing. Uh, and it's allowed students in this local community, K through 12 students, to be able to go to school, focus on their education. Families don't have to worry about you know their safety or their security uh, and have a great partnership, obviously, with Phoenix PD, who has been an outstanding organization to, to support and work alongside of. When it comes to K through 12 education, another thing that we've really tried to prioritize is not just focusing in on, you know, our neck of the woods in the education process, but taking a look at, you know, what's happening even earlier than that. Uh, but a couple of years ago, we launched, some, launched something here called the Learning Lounge. And it was an opportunity for students in the local community to have after-school programming that they can come to, get resources at, study at, uh, and that has just exploded. Um, from there, we launched a, a program called SIS, Students Inspiring Students. And so students from the local community who do really well in school but might not have the financial means to be able to pursue higher education uh, get a full tuition scholarship if they just come to the Learning Lounge after school and they, they tutor and they participate. So we've been over uh, able to give over 700 full tuition scholarships to students in the local community. The average incoming class for that uh, scholarship program this year had a, over a 4.0 GPA, which is great to see yes. these smart, creative, talented students uh, getting opportunities to pursue the stuff that they care about. So that's one area in the K through 12 that we've really been focused in on. Another thing is we, we, we partnered just recently with, with the largest autism school in the state uh, of Arizona, and they're actually housing their, their schooling, K-12 schooling, uh, in uh, our facilities here on campus. And so it's right off the I-17. Uh, it's a great opportunity to get connected with a community organization. So that's been something that uh, we've been really passionate as well about. And then the last thing that I would mention uh, is uh, this program called GCU CityServe. And this has been exceptionally exciting for us. Uh, uh, CityServe came to us. They're an organization that has been building partnerships with big retailers, Walmart, Amazon, Costco. And they said, we haven't done this at a university yet, but we'd be really interested in, 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 in seeing if you guys would be interested in being the first. And we said, yes. And so what happens is when an individual returns an item, one of those large retailers, uh, a lot of times it either ends up in a landfill or, or buried somewhere, which isn't great for the environment and isn't great for uh, anything else, really. Uh, and so what CityServe has done is they've partnered with them and they said, hey, if we can get this in the hands of local nonprofits, would, would you guys be willing to uh, work with us to distribute those out, those goods and those uh, resources out? And so every week we get two truckloads valued at around $60,000 to over 100,000 square foot warehouse here on campus of goods. We don't know what they're going to be, uh, but when we open the truck, we inventory them, we resource them. And now we have over 140 pods, points of distribution around the state of Arizona, a lot of Flagstaff and down through Tucson. And so nonprofits can request stuff that they need uh, and, and, and um, uh, come up, pick up the resources. Sometimes we'll do drop-offs for them. We've been able to give over $10 million of resources away uh, and impact over 25,000 families Yeah, in the past two years. So that's been an amazing program for us as well. I'm rambling on about a lot of things because I'm excited. Oh, I like it. Those are some of the big ones. It's exciting. And as you're talking about just the return process and how it just usually would go into a landfill. Yeah. I, I hate waste. I hate, you know, I am, I'm all about sustainability. I hate food waste. I hate 
you know, things that are perfectly good going into a trash can. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate the fact that you're giving it a new life. And there's so many nonprofits in Arizona that need these things. You know, yep. you partner with shelters, you partner with, you know, or children's organizations kind of across the board to be able to use these items that they're good. They're, they're yeah. as good as new. And sometimes, you know, we'll get obviously traditional things that you think about beds, mattresses, uh, furniture. And then other times we'll get crazy stuff. We got a bunch of kayaks a while back and found a <laughs> camp up north to give those to. Uh, you know, we, we've got in um, uh, uh, different chargers for like uh, uh, iPads and iPhones. Like, what are you going to do with this stuff? And found an IT coding academy to give that to. And so there's a lot of creative ways we've been able to partner with organizations on. And it's been so encouraging for us because those 140 plus partners give us a lot of hope for the state of Arizona uh, and show how much work is being done collectively as a community that we just get to play a small role in to serve and support uh, this state as it's going through, you know, its surgence of growth. Mm-hmm. And you're clearly so passionate about your role and the the state. Are you from Arizona originally? I am not. So I'm from San Diego originally, um, which I, you know, I, I love meeting local Arizonans because they've kind of been along for the ride longer. Uh, but I think a lot of us are transient. You know, this this is a place where people are coming from and uh, going from. And so that's been one of my favorite parts about living here. Everyone's kind of open to getting involved, getting plugged in. That was when I came out originally to go to school here at GCU. One of the things that I saw, you know, there's just so much opportunity. Young people are getting involved. New people are getting involved. There doesn't seem to be a barrier of entry here. Um, And so that's made me an extremely passionate Arizonan. I've been through like eight, not 10 summer tours, I think. So I'm getting (laughs) used to the heat. Um, not fully used to it, but yeah. I love it here. Yeah, I feel like you can't ever fully get used to the heat. But those of us that it's a great sign that, like you, I came from Denver, came out for college to go to college and then stay. Yeah. And those yeah. of us, and I think kind of within our generation are coming out here and then staying because of the opportunity and because of the growth and because it's decently affordable to live. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I would, yeah, I would encourage, you know, we try to understand, recognize and realize that here as an institution, but I would encourage anybody listening, any company here in the state to understand, you know, the reason that is the case, the growth that's taking place is because all of us are collectively advocating for that opportunity. I'm giving young people the opportunity, new people the opportunity, transplants the opportunity to get involved quickly, to make a difference. Um, People are looking for that. And there are a lot of markets and places in the country where unfortunately that opportunity does not exist. And so whenever, you know, we have the opportunity to, to make a decision that advocates for equal opportunity, we try to take it. Would encourage as many other people to do so as possible because it's turned out fantastic and amazing for you know hundreds of thousands of people like me and you and I, I think it's going to continue to do that if we if we keep committed to those goals. Mm-hmm. I always like to hear the stories of folks that are driving organizations for those young people that are listening or are you know is college within reach is a career in X Y Z in reach. So give me a couple minutes of just like kind of your your story and background yeah. and how you got to be to the place that you are of director of development at, at GCU. For some that might seem so far out of reach, but I just love to tell stories that uh, make it a little bit more human. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say it is 100% in reach. Swing big, dream big. It's possible without a doubt. Uh, and I think my story is a testament to that. So I, I was born into a pretty impoverished community right outside the Washington, D.C. area. Um, my birth mom, I'm, I'm, I'm adopted, so that's why I grew up in San Diego. But my birth mom uh, was 18 and had a four-year-old at the time. And so uh, the opportunities that existed for me in that environment were very, very minimal. And I say this a lot, but there have been people and organizations over the course of my life who have chosen to advocate on my behalf when I didn't have anything to offer them. And those people and organizations have, have changed my life, the trajectory of my life, uh, the direction that I'm headed. And there are, there are a lot of people, although sometimes it can be difficult and hard to believe this, I think for me and my own story, it was, there are a lot of people and organizations out that will out, out there willing to do that. Uh, for for others. And so that would be one of my encouragement points. You know, um, if you're a young person listening to this and, and you feel like college is unattainable or another dream is uh, unattainable, uh, get out and about, get involved in your community. There are lots of people willing to help you reach that dream. Uh, I was adopted by an amazing family, moved across the country to San Diego, California, where I grew up. And uh, when college started to come around into the question for me, which again, I never thought was a possibility, I looked out into the landscape of higher ed and I saw some of the challenges that we talked about earlier. You know, affordability is difficult. The time frame to graduate is difficult in a lot of cases and spaces and scenarios. And then I came and, and I saw GCU. We have this program here called Discover GCU. So if you're a high school student anywhere in the country and you apply, it's a free application. We'll fly you out here with your friends. You can stay here for a couple of days, go to a basketball game, experience campus. So, so yeah, which was awesome. It got me. I was like, I can go watch basketball with my friends. I, sure, I'll go to your school. And when I got here, Jordan, it was exactly what we talked about earlier. So much opportunity was being uh, given to young people here on this campus, um, to people who looked and had similar stories to me here on this campus. And um uh, around the state in general. So I came here. It was amazing. The the I think one of the most special parts of my entire Arizona journey was my 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 sophomore year here. I was in a class talking about uh, the poverty line, and they went around the country and they talked with a lot of folks who had experienced um, uh, a poverty in a variety of ways, lived in low socioeconomic communities, and they interviewed this one lady, and uh, she she talked about her community and how it was ravaged with drug violence and uh, gangs and, 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 and guns and all of that stuff. And uh, at the end, she shared her name and then said she was from the same town that I had been born into uh, about two decades before that. And said, you know, there are people out there who are advocating for our young people in this community to get to safer and, 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 and healthier places in life. And we just want to say thank you to them. And so I never met this lady, but it was a full circle moment for me to realize, wow, uh, this is special. And I don't want to take this for granted. And I want to give back, you know, in the same way that a lot of those folks have. And so in full circle to close. Yeah, that's why I'm here now. Um, stepped into a role when I graduated. I loved what GCU was doing for folks like me. And I wanted to. Um, play a role in giving back and doing that for others. And so if you do have the privilege in life um, to get to a certain space or level in your career or your personal life, um, take some time, give back, you know, and, and, and acknowledge uh, the fact that you got there because a lot of people were, were helping uh, push you along. It was a joint effort. Goosebumps. I love it. Thank you. I love that story. I feel like that's one of my favorite stories that I've heard. Oh, thank you, Jordan. It, it's been <laughs> awesome. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't have a lot to do with a lot of it. There's a lot of awesome people, but uh, no. But it, it's just a, a testament to the community. It's a testament yeah. to GCU. A testament to 
those and just such a great takeaway point of if you have a couple minutes, help somebody else, help somebody else to to get to where you are or share your story or talk about. I think vulnerability too is something that nobody likes to be vulnerable. You know, we're in this, this, yeah. this like day and age that nobody likes to be vulnerable, but just yeah. saying like, hey, I've been in your shoes is yeah. just opens up so many doors and you never know the impact that it'll make on a child, an adult, anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I was going to say too. It, it, it's a compounding effect. So, you know, we have countless stories here that we uh, get get to experience every day of people we've never met impacted by someone that we did meet and we never knew that that what you know what we were doing to try to help out that individual was going to lead to this awesome story down the line, but it did. And I think that there are thousands of Arizonans and Arizona companies and organizations doing the exact same thing. Um, so we are just beyond thrilled to be a part of that and open to collaboration in any way that we can uh, to be a great community stakeholder and and to support this this state as it continues to scale up. Uh, well, as we wrap up. What's next? What's next for the organization? Yeah, absolutely. The big two things for us, uh, nursing shortage and the trades. So there is a massive, massive shortage in, in the nursing space in this country. We need over a million nurses in the in, in the up and coming years. And um, higher education, for some reason, hasn't been able to crack the code when it comes to figuring out how to get as many nurses into the, into the pipeline as possible. So we're trying to solve that. GCU is actually scaling around the valley. We've got about three or four locations and then nationwide to 80 plus locations, 40 of those already up and running, where we take uh, students who want to be a nurse or re-industry into the nursing career field, and uh, we get them through a fast track program to make that happen. And so if you want to be a nurse or know someone who wants to be a nurse, GCU might be a great place to take a look at that. The other thing that I would say uh, is the trades. We had a company come to us uh, not that long ago in the electrical space and say, hey, do you know that there's a massive electrician shortage here in the state of Arizona and around the country? We said, no, we, we did not know that. And they explained to us that their company alone needed to hire a thousand electricians that month uh, and that they just couldn't get enough of them. And so what we've done the past year and a half is, is build out a pre-apprenticeship program here for electricians. Uh, we're now stepping into CNC machinery, thinking about doing semiconductors and, and, and some other stuff as well. Uh, and we find and source students with those 900 plus enrollment uh, uh, full-time folks here in the local community, get them through a fast track program where they can uh, learn about the trades, get a foundational basis for the career that they're growing into. We connect them with corporate partners where they can work while they're students here and then afterwards start a career in uh, and get them the training they need to get excited about the industry. We love partnering with folks in the trades uh, for this program. So if you know anyone or you yourself are listening, uh, and and have some type of trades involvement. We love to talk to you. I think a lot of the partners we have connected with have shared with us the difficulties when it comes to hiring folks uh, that might not understand, you know, what what it means to work in that field. And so sometimes they get involved, they go through the whole hiring process, and then say, ah, this isn't for me. And so the program's been really great to pre-vet a group of outstanding candidates. They want to work directly with uh, their organizations. First class had 40 folks this year. We started 280. So it's scaled very, very quickly. Um, and we're looking forward to continuing to get students into that program, out of that program, and, and start impacting the local community with an awesome career as fast as possible. Noah Wolf, your energy is contagious. I really appreciate your time today. 
Thanks for having me, Jordan. This was a lot of fun. All right. I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley Now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love, and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.